you may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car has been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Looking for car shows? Then look no further than FLACarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, FLACarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at FLACarshows.com. There's a crisis in the White House. What's the crisis? And the president's top advisors have been called together. Oh, jeez. The sexual misconduct occurred inside the Oval Office. With the election only days away, how much will this scandal affect the outcome? The president spent the weekend pressing the flash. He wasn't campaigning, he was dating, actually. Now, Washington's top spin doctor. We can distract the press for 11 days till the election. I think we got a chance. Has an idea. We can't afford it. Gonna have the appearance of a war. But he can't pull it off without Hollywood's top producer. Uh, do I know you? We have some mutual friends in Washington. Why come to me? We want you to produce. You want me to produce your war? Not a war, it's a pageant. We need a theme, a song, some visuals. We need, you know, it's a pageant. New Line Cinema presents. How close are you to this? What do you want the kid to say? All the spectacle. I know we're all concerned for the president. I know we're all concerned for the president. I know uh, that we are all concerned for the president. He didn't, he didn't sell the line. All the drama. The president's going to go to war with Albania in about 30 minutes. Albania's hard to ride. These are chips. We need it for the armed position on the street. It'll be a kit, and we'll punch it in later, right? And all the effects of real war. Okay, put the, the village behind it. Give me some sound of screaming. Without the casualties. America has seldom witnessed a more poignant picture of... Taste the same process with the last Schwarzenegger movie. You're the man. Albania, Albania. That rhymes? I can't believe it. We forgot a hero. It's like we sent him the Christmas card and we left out the what do you call? Fruitcake. There you go. Sergeant Schumann, if I may, welcome to history. How are you? Anybody want a beer? Because I could party. When it's cooking, it's cooking. From Academy Award winning director Barry Levinson. When this goes national, I get to put it on my resume? Actually, no. What, what could they do to me? Take it home to your house and kill you. Academy Award winner Dustin Hoffman. This is politics at its finest. Academy Award winner Robert De Niro. How would you like an ambassadorship? That's my tale. Hell, I just do it for a story to tell. Oh, no, you couldn't tell anybody. Listen, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> no, I mean, no, 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 it's just a, it's a, it's, it's a pageant. It's a pageant, that's what it is. Wag the dog. When the fit hits the shan, somebody's gonna have to stay after school. Set the way back machine. Yes, sir, Mr. Peabody. Hey guys, this is Steve Darnell from Vegas Rat Rods and Welder Up. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Keep listening. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Yeah, that's me. And uh, don't forget to check out our website, GulfstreamWindowSports.com, where you can find out all about us. And if you miss any of our past shows, don't forget to check out NostalgicRadioAndCars.com. Now, good evening there, uh, Matthew, right? Yeah, that's me. That's you. Okay, so I better turn off my phone here because this is like sitting in church and, you know, you can't... um, we can't be interrupted, right? No, no, we cannot, because we got a very psychedelic show tonight, don't we? We have. Now, we're going to continue with our Rocktober theme, okay? And so what I decided to do tonight, because this, you know, we, we, I did this a couple of years ago, way back in the day when Cedric and Bobby were here. I actually sat in the back studio, and I actually ran my show from there. And uh, I played some groovy 60s, 70s 
music, actually 60s, when the beginning of the psychedelic era was taking place. Now, keep in mind, I grew up in Northern California, so we were kind of like in the Bay Area. So all that hippy-dippy stuff and all that psychedelic stuff, which kind of originated in in California to some extent, um, definitely in the Bay Area, and then, of course, L.A., and then elsewhere around the country, you know. So you can't, I mean, as much as we like to say, even like with the racing industry, you know, um, you want to say that, uh, you know, California is where, where it all began. Well, it didn't because the uh, racing actually started everywhere, quite frankly. However, it garnered notoriety in Ormond Beach, which they label. There's a little museum over there with for cars, car museum, and it says the birthplace of speed. Well, you know, you had the uh, Morocco, I guess that's what it called the 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 desert out there, and just outside of Los Angeles, where they were going fast, and you had uh, Ormond Beach because it was a flat surface, and Salt Lake City came later, or Salt Lake uh, Bonneville came later. Um, but at any rate, so you know, and a lot, and 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 they were racing in Europe. I mean, we were talking earlier about when I had Donald Osborne on a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about. Um, uh, the Vanderbilts, okay, and Willie K. Vanderbilt went to Europe because racing was actually already taking place over there. Now, keep in mind, it was in 1901, 1902, 1903, somewhere around in there, Henry Ford. Racing proved, racing sold cars, okay, because it proved that the cars were competitive, they were durable and competitive, and they could meet the demand of their expectations, okay, which was driving reliably for a lengthy period of time. So anyway, so, you know, they Willie Kay went to Europe, saw that Mercedes and Peugeot and, and even Porsche, under a different name, uh, were racing over there, and I think Fiat might have been around back in those days, in the turn of the century. And they wanted to do that, or something very similar to that, here in the United States. Well, that's how the Vanderbilt Cup originated, 1902, 1903-1904. But Henry Ford, when he raced his car in 1901-1902, and he raced against the car that he just happened to be more reliable. The other car was faster, fancier, and all that stuff. And I think it was called the Winton or something like that. I can't remember. You know, my, my, my history is bad sometimes. My, actually, not my, not my history. It's my brain. But nonetheless, so since this is Rocktober, by the way, uh, just to digress for a second, you have the Clearwater Jazz Festival taking place this weekend, and it's going to be right down here, about three, four blocks away from our downtown studio here in Clearwater at 706 North Myrtle Avenue um, at The Sound, which is the new uh, outdoor... A stadium kind of thingy they built down there on Coachman Park. And uh, so they're going to have a number of uh, musicians. And probably the most recognized person there will be Buddy Guy. At any rate, so don't forget to uh, run down and get your tickets and go to the Clearwater Jazz Festival. And have we or have we not had Buddy Guy on the show before? Not yet. Ooh, for some reason I thought we had. No, not yet. We are working on that, though. Okay, now if you you had a dream list of like four or five people you want to be able to interview on this show... Besides D. Schneider? Yes, besides besides D. Schneider. Besides D. Schneider, well, obviously Eric Clapton. Okay. Robbie Krieger. And uh, let's I'm, see. I'm, I'm, this list, I'm sticking just to music for now. We'll do a car one separately. But no, these are these are car guys. These are music guys. Okay. You know, Clapton obviously, who is a yeah. car and musician. Krieger is a car and musician. And right. uh, who else was it? Somebody else I was thinking of that was that would be very very interesting. Um, oh, Sammy Hagar. Thank I can't Sam. drive 55. It's my favorite neither, song of his. Neither can I. I <laughs> I've just uh, when even when it was 55, I was I got tickets to prove it. So, 
But anyway, so, uh, yeah, we reach out to a lot of musicians. And, you know, it's a lot of times you have to deal with their publicists and their PR people and their managers and stuff like that. And Randy Bachman's another one I want to get on the show, you know, from uh, the Guess Who or Bachman Turner Overdrive. Yep. So we are working on that. We have this um, Doug, uh, Doug, uh, Doug, 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 what's his name? Doug, 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 Doug May, I think, from Marshall Tucker. He was supposed to be on our show. So we'll see what happens. You know, it's just like anything else. But anyway, so what we're going to do tonight, what we're going to do tonight I'm going to amuse you. No, not amuse you. Entertain you. My my. I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna put on my 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 disc jockey voice tonight, and we're gonna play some tunes. We're gonna go back in time, and uh, we're gonna play some music from the '60s. Now. Uh, Stevie Van Zant, we reached out to. Okay, so you really, know, yeah, we might get Stevie on, and uh, but he does a, you know, he's on on uh, what's that thing called Sirius or whatever it is. Yeah. Or, okay, so he does a channel on there called Little Stevens Underground. That's what I thought. And he plays a lot of really cool obscure music, which is kind of what we call garage band music. Now, keep okay. in mind, just like I was telling Craig last week, uh, my friend, you know, growing up in Northern California, it's just like music was everywhere. And if you weren't in the cars, if you weren't in the music, you were in the sports or something else. So those of us that were in the cars, bicycles, skateboards, climbing trees, you know, shooting a bow arrow, bow and arrow, you know. We, Basically kid stuff back then. Kid stuff, yeah. So, you know, the, a lot of guys... You know, and and I, I grew up in California, so naturally surf music was our in thing. You know, and surf music is relatively easy to play. So you either had a Fender Strat, a Moss Wright, or uh, some sort of Gibson Music Master or something like that. Uh, preferably, you know, hopefully an SG, which is really cool. But so, but a solid body guitar. And uh, so you, it was kind of relatively, and of course the first song I think I ever learned was Wipeout on the guitar, and then I think Gloria, and Gloria was actually done by Van Morrison back when his band was called Them. Really? Yes. And uh, at one point, Them was the house band at the Whiskey A Go-Go, which later the... Um, Doors became the house band until Jim screwed that up. And actually, the Doors did a version of Gloria. Okay. And then what was really, really cool is back in the day, in fact, we had a guest that was on the show that was there back then. Okay. And them, uh, Van Morrison and his band, and the Doors together did. Gloria, which was pretty cool. Ooh, There's actually a okay, yeah. So that was like 1966 or something like that, whatever that was. And uh, that was a good year. That's what that was. That was a good year. So anyway, so but a lot of these garage bands, they had kind of uh, you know, there's only like six or seven chords that everybody kind of played back in the day. You know, E D G F, and then of course the minor versions and and all that kind of stuff, and C and A and E and and all that stuff. Like I always jokingly say, it's you know the first within the first seven frets. But you know a lot of guys play bar chords. I play a few, and um, so you can. And Mikey, I'm sure you're listening. And Mikey's probably going, "Yeah, Robert, you couldn't you couldn't string a guitar, or tune a guitar." No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, <laughs> one of these days I'll bring that goofy contraption in here and I'll p- plug it in here and play a few riffs because that's about all I can play. This I'd love to hear. I would love to hear this. Yeah, I'd have to figure out how we do that. I'd have to bring a mic, I mean an amp and a thingy and, you know, bring my Fender Mustang in here. But anyway, so what we're going to do, there's a song, there's a there's a group out there back in the day, it was called Fallen Angels and they originated back in around 1964. Okay, I'm trying to think who we had on the show. Oh, yeah, when we had uh, Tommy Rowe on. Tommy Rowe, he even talked about how he was the headliner, and the Beatles opened up for them. Well, a lot of these garage bands, um, and, and that was the thing that was interesting back in the day. They didn't necessarily, you know, there was a guy that was a really good drummer, then there was a guy that was a real good bassist, and there was a guy that was a real good lead guitarist, and there was a guy that was a good rhythm guitarist, and there was a guy that could play the harmonica, and there was a guy that could play the keyboards, the ivories, as they say, tickly ivories. And uh, so these guys all kind of got together, and they just, like Santana, we had Greg Raleigh on here, who was the co-founding, who's one of the founding members of Santana, with with uh, with San, with Santana himself. And uh, at the time, he was from Washington State, came down to, Florida, uh, to San Francisco, and he was beating around there. You know, he was actually a car guy. 
came down this 55 Chevy. He used to do some street racing and stuff like that. But he was telling us the story how, you know, him and a couple guys got together and they formed a band. Well, they needed a good guitarist because the guitarist got drafted. Okay? This is the 60s now. You know, you got Vietnam going on. And uh, so Santana, Carlos Santana, was flipping burgers at a little hamburger joint in San Francisco. And, but he was really very good with the guitar. So he got together with uh, Greg Raleigh one night. They did some jamming. And when I use the term jamming, you know, jamming is just a bunch of guys sitting around, farting around with the guitar, you know, farting around with the musical instruments and just playing stuff and just see what sounds good. And a lot of it was kind of, let's just call it experimentation. You know, hey, let's try this card. Let's do this. Let's, you know. And before it got all fancy, you know, and really the guy that made it really, really, really fancy, by, by all accounts, is, is Eddie Van Halen. And we did reach out to Eddie. I would love to have him on the show before he passed away, but you never know. We might get lucky. We might get his kid on the show. He's pretty good himself. And actually, Dad taught him everything. But nonetheless, um, he did a lot of that stuff, you know, uh, lift-offs and pull-offs and and and, and finger-picking and, and, and the tapping and all that other kind of cool stuff that they do. And later in the 80s, you know, almost every shredder band did that, you know, so they just emulated him. Um, so, but at any rate, you know, when you look back at guys like Alvin Lee, Eric Clapton, people like that, even Hendrix, you know, um, they were all really, really good guitarists. Like one guy that was on our show said, you know, you got to be a really good guitarist to be in a professional band to begin with. And uh, so, what happens a lot of times is they just uh, had to kind of create an image. Hendrix was a showman. He wasn't any better than anybody else. He was just a showman. You know, when he flipped the guitar around and it made it sound like he was plucking it with his teeth, he really wasn't. He was just plucking it. And what people don't realize is like a guitar, you know, you can sit there and take the, if you've got your amp set up right and your pedal set up right, you can sit there and tap down the strings. You don't even have to touch the, with your right hand, you don't even have to strum, you know, where the pickups are. You can just kind of basically, you know, put your, hold your finger on on the on the strings and move them up and down you can actually hit notes and you can you can play music that way and i think i think Hendrix was kind of the this trendsetter if you want to call it that for guys like prince michael jackson and being like showman in that regards yeah and the showman aspect of it yeah. as far as the actual um his ability to play he was no better than anybody else that was really 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 good at the time i mean really if you want to think about it jeff beck was probably a real true person experimented with it. and one of these days we're going to get a friend of his on the uh somebody that he that knows him real well that played with him um on the show and then and we'll talk about it um jimmy page is another one you know i mean those all those guys they were really really i'll tell you what you know you look at somebody that's really really good people overlook roy clark which was amazing name uh, i haven't heard in forever uh, roy clark um uh, uh who did uh, amos moses i mean alan's probably thinking right now uh, jerry reed Super guy. Yep. Glenn Campbell, super guy, you know. Even from Lakeland over here, um, uh, very good with a banjo and a guitar, um, Jim Stafford. I didn't okay. know he was from around here. Yeah, he's from Lakeland. Did not know that. Yep, spiders and snakes. Hi. Anyway, so, you know, a lot of those guys are really, really good, but they weren't, you know, into that, you know, that funky stuff that, you know, again, you create an image, okay? And uh, so, anyway, so a lot of these bands... You know, if they grew up in a neighborhood or in a community, they kind of knew each other, so they would just bounce around a little bit. This guy might play with this guy for a while. This guy might play for that for a while. Like, for example, you probably heard of the group called Flying Burritos, okay? Well, there was a lot of bands, guys that were from different bands that played there, and they just hung out for a while, and then they just kind of moved on and did their thing, you know? And, uh, I mean, if you look at, um, I'm trying to think, uh, I mean, the Stones obviously had the same group. The Beatles had the same group. Uh um, queen up until Freddie's passing, same thing. Yeah, well, I was never a Queen fan. Right, but, but like I'm just throwing yeah. that out there. And um, uh, uh, um, Led Zeppelin, that's yep. the other one I was thinking. Of. Yep. Okay, so but you look at Deep Purple, who was really really good. They had a different singer at the beginning. He didn't he didn't work out too well, or they they had some issues. Then they had Ian. Um, um, oh. Ian, I forget his name. Him hey, show up. Look. So he was for a while. Then they had what's his name from White Snake was on there. Then Ronnie Dio was on there. I mean, they had a whole I, bunch I of. I forgot guys. Ronnie Dio played with Deep Purple. He did, and uh, you know, it was back when it was Rainbow or after Rainbow, I guess. I'm not sure. So, from I've got to kind of get up to speed on a lot of these bands. But I, what I wanted to do tonight is I wanted to play some of the psychedelic stuff only because. 
you know, it's it's kind of where a lot of rock and rock music originated, and it was a sign of the times. You know, I mean, the '70s we had a different style of music, and then we got into disco for a while, and then that screwed up. And then, of course, the '80s we had hair bands, and I, you know, and 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 almost. All, Almost all the bands sounded alike. Okay, um, obviously I liked Motley Crue. I think they were pretty good. Not I nice. think Motley Crue was good in, as far as hair bands go in their little world. White um, White uh, Snake's up there. No, not White Snake. I'm saying the other one uh, that did uh, Warrant. No, not Warrant. I actually saw them. Um, and then, of course, you get into heavy metal like Metallica. Yeah. You got guys that were kind of like the mainstay, the guys that originated it. You know, Van Halen obviously is Van Halen. Okay. Yeah, they're, and, they're and, not going to dispute no, and, them. And David Lee Roth is David Lee Roth, and he made he Roth and Halen, Van Halen together was the band. When Sammy came on, Sammy was good, but Sammy was good with Montrose also. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then he went on his own. You know, it's the same thing with Rick Derringer. Rick Derringer was with Johnny Winters for a while, and then he did some. Other stuff. Um, he was with the McCoys originally when they did uh, Hang On Sloopy, you know. And I then, know that. Oh, yeah. And then, and 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 by the way, he, well, he's been on the show and he lives down in Sarasota. Rick Derringer? And, oh, yeah. And you ever watch Rick Derringer play? He was I here have. in concert a couple times. The guy's phenomenal. Yes, he is. He's phenomenal. I mean, he just runs up and down that neck. It's like it's, like it's nobody's business. So when you see all these guys and, and, and their talent, like one guy said, how do you say one guy's better than the other guy? They all are damn good exactly. and way better than me. And the, <laughs> like the way I look at it, though, as long as the music's good and loud, who cares? Uh, pretty much. You know, it's got a beat and got a rhythm to it. You know? Exactly. Now, we're, one time, I, had a, I had a guy on the show one time. We are talking about commercializing music. Now, I didn't quite understand the term, okay? So, it's too commercial. It's too commercial. And I get that because, like, all right, now, I'm not a, even though I've had Nick Mason on the show, outside of money, I don't, I can't get into Deep Purple music. I mean, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, what am I thinking of here? Uh, Pink Floyd. Yep. Okay. So, Pink Floyd, as far as I'm concerned, you've got to be seriously stoned to listen to their music. Same now, I don't the, do drugs. Same, same thing with the Grateful Dead, too. I never got into Dead, either. And, and I'm from the Bay Area. And everybody was like, Deadhead, and I'm going, really? For, whoa, whoa. Well, I, I, no, I agree. Don't get me wrong. I like the Grateful Dead. He had a couple of good songs. Yeah, my, my mom and both of my uncles are Deadheads. Oh, are they really? Yeah, okay. they, but it's like, they've, they've, trust me, I've seen tribute bands before. It's an experience seeing a dead concert, not just from the musical perspective, but everybody around you as high as you know what. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah. high as a kite. Oh, hell. I mean, like, I'm a big Doobie Brothers fan also, right. okay? So when I was out in California a number of years ago, I was invited to go out there because uh, uh, Bruce Cohn was the manager for the Doobie Brothers since day one. He's no longer then, but he, he was up until about, uh, I don't know, five, six years ago. So anyway, when they were at concert here, obviously we got to see him. But when I was out in California, I got to see him as well. Well, they had this, they do this benefit concert in Sonoma, California at the Bruce Cohn Winery, right? And so I was invited to go out there, and it was... Um, the Doobie Brothers. It was Pablo Cruz. Ooh. It was Gin Blossoms. It was Heart. Okay. And it was. Um, I'm uh, digging this list. Uh, oh, uh, Bad Company. Paul Rogers. Ooh. Okay. I mean, a unbelievable lineup, right? So I I was able to go backstage because I had media credentials. So I met Paul Rogers, talked to him for a while. Um, the girls from Heart. Annie and, and her and her sister they 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 blew out of there right away no big deal I'm not a hard fan anyway Magic Man's the only song I like that they had same uh, here um, and uh, Jim Blossoms obviously they were pretty cool um, what's his name from Pablo Cruz came on our show who's from Florida who's actually from uh, I can't think of his name right now but anyway he was uh, he's from Sanford Florida hey, so he, and it's amazing how much great music and musical acts and artists come out of our neck of the woods down here. Tom Petty. Yep. Um, Steven Stills is from Florida. It's from Gainesville. Also, people don't realize that. All right. You know, um, I'm trying to think who else. Um, one of the guys from one of the bands that I reached out to, not Fallen Angels, but uh, um, another band that was with part of the uh, Rick Roberts. Oh, Firefall. Rick Roberts is from Clearwater. And All he's right. one of the founding members of Firefall. Nah, I never do that. I, yeah. I saw Firefall in concert many, Tom, many, many years Tom ago. Tom Petty's from down here. Tom Petty's from Gainesville was. Ronnie Van Zandt's from down here. Ray Charles. They're all born and raised in Florida. Yeah. Um, well, the guys from, obviously, Molly Hatchet, uh, the Outlaws. You yeah. know, I mean, one of the guys was uh, the son of the owners of uh, O'Keefe's. 
Okay, you know, um, so, um, but anyway. Jim, so, Jim Morrison, another Florida guy? He was not, actually, he was, actually was. He was born in Melbourne and hung out in Clearwater, yep. right down here, yep. not more than four or five blocks on Spruce Street, where the old house was that he used to hang out with his grandparents. Yep, Shinedown, they're from down here. Shinedown's from down here? Yep, Shinedown originated in Florida. Well, no kidding. Okay, that's, well, you know what? We'll have to get into that because that's modern day music. Right. Okay. So anyway, where I'm going with this, where I'm going with this, I'm trying to get to the origin of some of the psychedelics, an era. In fact, that's probably not a bad idea. What we should do is we should do a theme. So in other words, we should do a 60s theme, a 70s theme, an 80s theme, 90s, and so on, you know? And uh, that would be kind of cool, you know? I mean, this is what happens when you turn into nostalgic radio and cars. You learn something about great music and you learn something about cars each and every week right here on the show that's exactly right thanks for the plug i appreciate it oh, okay welcome. on that note let's i'm trying to think there was something special i was gonna say about fallen angels but anyway so they were a pretty cool band i believe they were from uh washington dc is where i believe they originated okay. double checking and there was a and and the guy that was one of the founding members of fallen angels is um bryant is his last name and uh, they, they are you got that right. At least they are based out of DC. Based out of DC, right? And you know, it's a lot. There's a lot of bands that you know back in the day when it was a Greenwich Village or what is that thing that's up there in Washington? There, they're kind of like a big little hippie community. That I was think there. so. And the, the Bryant you're thinking of is Jack Bryant. Jack Bryant, that's it. Okay, so we're gonna see if we can get him on the show. But at any rate, I like this song. It's just like a few years ago. There was a song. There was a group called uh, Krabby Appleton. And they had a bit, when I moved to Florida in 71, they had a song called uh, Grab On, My Little Lucy, and one other one. I can't remember the name. So the gentleman that was in the, one of the founding members, his name's Mike something, really can't pronounce his last name. I actually was able to locate him. We invited him on the show, and he lives out in Washington State, and he's not even involved in music anymore. But he, he's, you know, from time to time, he kind of sits in on a band here and there and stuff like that. But he's not really into He says, that part of my life is over with. So, you know, a lot of these guys, just like one of the songs we're going to play from one of the groups up here is Choc- it's called Meditation, I believe, and it's from Chocolate Watch Band. They were a band out of San Jose, California when I was growing up in the 60s, okay? And uh, a number of the guys, when you read up on them, the that was a period in their life when they did really cool things. They were into the music, you know. They they played the scene there from Santa Cruz to Santa 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 Rosa to San Francisco and all that stuff. And obviously they went down to L.A. And there was a difference between L.A. bands and and San Francisco bands. Okay, just like there's differences between you know Michigan bands and uh, and and Chicago bands. You know, I mean it's like uh, Buddy Guy for example. For example, okay, he's from Louisiana, but. You, you th- when you think of blues, besides down south, you think of Chicago. You know, you think of uh, believe it or not, there's a Canadian uh, a blues scene. But anyway, go ahead and fire up the the stereo and let's play. Uh, it's called Introspective Looking Glass. Is that the name title of this one? I think so. And it's by Fallen Angel. It's just got a cool rhythm. It's just kind of mellow music. You know, it's just kind of. It's just this is a kind of music like when I'm doing my reports and writing my appraisals and stuff like that, or I'm doing some research. I basically flip on my 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 computer and I just and I hit a run list. And I and I cue up all these songs, and I just have them playing in the background. And I don't know, it just helps me meditate and think, and I do my thing. So hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't touch that dial. We're playing some '60s psychedelic garage band music for you tonight. Anyway, oh, that's what I forgot to say. So Stevie Van Zandt has this radio thing it's on channel, channel channel 21, 21, and it's called Garage Band. I think it's what Little Stevie's Underground Garage Band music. So, and whenever I travel and I get a car that's got serious on it, I hit that station, and there's some pretty really cool songs. And obviously, when I haven't heard it before or I can't remember it, I did hear it. Then I, I jot it down, and uh, that's what I'm doing tonight. Is I'm playing for you the the music that I kind of listen to a little bit, and it's kind of cool. So, don't touch that dial. We'll be right back, and you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Psychedelic. No, 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 no. <laughs> psychedelic, Nostalgic, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Hey, we're. I mean, yeah. This is I'm Nostalgic wrong. Radio and Cars, the Psychedelic Edition. The Psychedelic Edition. That's what I was trying to say. Thank you.
Okay, we're back in the tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and uh, this is our Rocktober Psychedelic Music Edition. Now, I just got a uh, text from Bobby. The band I was trying to think of was Great White. So they there did you the, go. They did a song, uh, what was it? Once Bitten, Twice Shy Girl, and then what other one did they do that was really, really, it's a good song. Great White? Yeah, Bang Your Head. No, they didn't do that. No, that, that was, that was Quiet Riot. Um, there's another one that Great White did, and I can't think of the name of that song right now. That's just, and I'm Googling it here. And, uh, doggone. I'll think of it here. I'll find it by the next time we come to the next commercial break. So, what's the next song I got on my list there? Um, Zion DC. Oh, okay. Well, now, this is an interesting song. Now, the thing is, is if, 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 uh, but what's the name of the band? Love. Love. Okay. Now, Love was based out of San Francisco. It was a band, if I remember correctly. And, uh, there's only one surviving member left, and his name is, um, I think Bernie Eccles. Okay, actually, that reminds me. There was used to be a song came out of the '60s and was out of a a, a a band out of England, and I can't remember who it is. You're probably better, quicker at the computer than I am. Okay, and it was called Jennifer Eccles. Um, but it was kind of like a bubblegum kind of music, so I don't remember. Anyway, and but anyway, so Bernie Eccles is, or I think that's his name, but it was a band that started like in the early 60s and then gained some notoriety some traction in the like around 65 66 and through the early 70s and they had pretty much the same lineup until um they just kind of like went their separate ways i guess up through the mid 70s but it was basically three white guys and two black guys and uh and 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 they played some pretty interesting music and like a lot of songwriters the songs generally relate to an experience or a time. And uh, so, you know, that was obviously during the, um, you know, whatever you want to call it. You know, we had the Vietnam War going on. You had a sexual revolution going on. We had a political, you know, chaos going on, which we always do for some reason. Yeah, which basically sounds like what we got going on now uh, to yeah, a degree. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but the thing is, is that I, I can't explain it, but if you listen to the <laughs> lyrics of music back in the 60s and 70s, particularly the 60s, and particularly if it had to do with, with social issues, it seemed like they were more relevant back then, and they were more intelligible, if that makes any kind of sense. I mean, the, the issues today... Truthfully, have no substance. Some of it doesn't. I mean, the majority of it doesn't. It just makes because people are back then they were stoners. Today they're stoners, but back then they were intelligent stoners. I guess today they're just burned out stoners, punk stoners, stoner punks. Okay. So, but anyway, so a lot of their music was was relevant, and this particular song, I can't remember what the whole story was, but it was basically. The concept is about someone that has got a drug problem and nobody wants to help that individual. Now, I'm not the most sympathetic guy on the planet because my attitude is, is if you're using drugs, just go ahead and OD and get it over with. And because you're not going to get any sympathy from me because you're too, too weak to use you, know, you use drugs in the first place. That's an excuse. It's kind of like people that get drunk. I don't. It's a crutch. It's yeah. I mean, like, I don't want to hear your excuses. If you're too stupid and you can't control yourself, there's no benefit to being stoned. There's no benefit in being in stone, whether you're inebriated, whether you're on drugs, whatever, whatever. You know, if you, you, you know what a high is, a high is when you do something that's cool, productive, constructive, and you can stand back and you go, wow, look what I did. I did something really cool and fantastic. And I know I'm a big Doors fan and I get criticized for this all the time. Well, man, Jim Morrison was stoned all the time. Well, he was basically an alcoholic. Okay. But, you know, he experiment with drugs like a lot of the guys did you know and uh oh it brings out uh you know like chicks if they get drunk they go oh well i was drunk well it brings out you know d- d- does away with their inhibitions yeah Boom. right that's all bs i agree okay. so i don't buy into any of that crap you know it's just like when you get stoned it's like oh i got really really creative no you don't it's just that you're just you somehow maybe some people tend to are it you might be able to focus. I listen to music, for example, okay, like the stuff that I'm talking about right now. Right. But And my wife doesn't get this. Bobby does a little bit because he listens to music. So I can listen to music and zone in on the music, and then at the same time I can zone in on my work and get my work done. We're not taking any call-ins. Okay. I don't, I don't see who it is. Unless it's Bobby. 
Um, so at any rate, hey, I can hear you in here. <laughs> if I can hear you, everybody can hear you. But at any rate, so my, my attitude is is that you got to be strong enough and smart enough, you know, to kind of you know figure out what works for you, and getting messed up in the head is certainly not it. I mean, I remember in high school and college, everybody would sit there and go, oh, well, man, you know, I just got so messed up over there, I can't do anything. Uh, you know, and that was an excuse to be non-productive. By the way, who was that? I uh, was just somebody who wanted to tell you that he, his name was Benny. He says, I'm not a big fan of music, I just like getting stoned. He's a loser. <laughs> You're a loser. That's coming all right, from me. All right, so let's, let's get. But at any rate, so, so but yeah, so, but to that point though, with music, I used to I do that a lot too. Like if there's, this is more for like me going running. Like I'll I'll make sure I have music cranking in my headphones all the time while I'm working out. That's a good example, right there. Yeah. So you so got the music and going, you, going running and like lifting at the gym. Yeah, it's a combination of I could be in the mood for like, and I've done this before. I could be listening to CCR one day while I'm lifting. And then the very next day, listen to Elvis and ACDC while I'm going on a long run. Yeah, and you just zone, you just focus in on that, and it still gives you... It, 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 listening to music helps keep pace with running. Yeah. It does that with me all the time. You know what? I didn't realize. I just looked over at the clock. Is it 7.43 already? Yes, it is. I've been, See, this is what happens when you have good material, though. But uh, here's the thing, though. Like, depending on the kind of run I'm going on can determine the mood. If it's going to be a lazy run, I'll go with something a little lighter, like Elvis, ACDC. If it's going to be a heavier run... I'll go with like God's to put it in modern terms like Godsmack or ACDC. It no. depends. <laughs> it depends on what kind of run I want to go on. Yeah. Like I'll I'll go Metallica. All right. So for bands you would understand. I'll heavier run Metallica, lighter run CCR. Yes. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm gonna have to think. Of, I can't think of that one song right now, but I'll think of it. Um, all right. But at any rate, uh, what's that next song we got queued up? Sign DC. Love. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead and play that one. That's like we'll play a little bit of that one. It's sure. a little bit different. It's kind of unusual. And it's a slower song, right? And it's like one of those songs that just kind of puts you in the mood where you just it just I can't it affects you. all this stuff that messes with your subconscious a little bit and it puts you just in this little trance or part of your brain that's in a trance while the other part of your brain is doing something. It's kind of like you know a friend of mine. Brian's probably listening right now, and we were talking about. Um, playing the piano versus playing the guitar okay right. so when you're playing guitar you're playing you know you're strumming and you got your, your and you're and you're working the frets right you're playing your 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 chords and so on when you're playing piano you got one hand doing one thing and another hand doing something else literally okay and it's almost like your brain you have to split your brain and this half of your brain does this and this half of your brain does that so that's kind of the kind of like the analogy but anyway go ahead and fire up that song let's just play a little bit of that one Sometimes I feel so lonely My come down I'm scared to face I've pierced my skin again, Lord No My soul belongs to the dealer He keeps my mind as well I play the part of a No. I'm falling 
Okay, we're back. You're tuning into Nostalgic Radio Cars uh, for our Psychedelic Music Edition. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, okay, here. I'll be the DJ tonight. Okay, anyway. Um, Rock Me was the song by Great White. Remember that one? I like that song. That's probably, you know, that's kind of like a bang your heads kind of song. And um, actually, I'm trying to think of the guy that... Um, Remember when they had that fire up there? One of the original um, lead singers, unfortunately, was passed away. He got killed in the fire. But uh, the new guy that they got um, playing with him, I can't think of his name right now, but uh, we may have him on the show. And then, of course, another guy that we got to reach out to is, um, can't think of his name either, but he was the uh, one of the founding members of Blue Arista Colt. Okay. And they had some pretty good music back in the day. Um, you're going to play a song right now by a band. What's the one we got queued up? Orange Bicycle? Orange Bicycle. Yeah, I was kind of reading up on that. That's the band. And the song is... What's the title of the song? Can you read my chicken scratch? I had a chicken scratch it. So, <laughs> Last Cloud. Huh? Last Cloud. Last Cloud. Okay, so Orange So, you know, if you if you listen to these... Oh, it, oh, this is where I was going to go with this. The song that we just, we just played. I'm trying to think of the band that it kind of reminds me of. There's a little, little, little Dylan in there, you know. Maybe if you listen to it closely, but what you know, they, they, you, you, when you hear these, there's only so many chords, okay, and there's so many possibilities. Uh, I kind of almost want to say there's only so many possibilities, and because in a, in reality there is. And so what happens is is that you know there, and a lot of songs sound alike. So for a band to go after another band. And sue them for what's that term called plagiarism or something like that? Is that when you copy somebody or whatever? Yeah, it's plagiarism. Okay, well, you know, I mean, I remember reading an article once where Led Zeppelin said, you know, and it was, they were doing an interview with Jimmy Page, and he says, "Yeah, we copied a lot of them. We just changed the lyrics around just a little bit, you know, maybe hit a high note here, a low note there, or something like that." And you know, if you're if you were just tuned into it. You know, you would, and, and kind of, if you knew the original song and you knew what we were playing, you kind of got confused a little bit, you know, and uh, so, and there's nothing wrong. Look at the blues, all the songs that came out of the uh, the blues song, because all you guys like Clapton, even the Beatles, and uh, and, uh, and the Stones, and Led Zeppelin, of course, uh, Van Morrison, a lot of those guys listened to blues and listened to early rock and roll, Chuck Berry, um uh, um, oh, who's got a guy killed in a plane crash? Uh, help me out here. Um, uh, Richie Valens? Valens, and then the other one. Um, uh, I was drawing a plane crash too. Look at glasses. On. I can't think of the name. Why is my mind so bad? I mean, I'm sure Bobby's listening and he'll probably text me. Uh, Buddy Holly. That's what I was thinking. Beat me to it. I just found it. <laughs> February 3rd, 1959. Okay, so, you know, and those songs were influential to a lot of the guys that are the rock and roll guys, the early rock and roll guys, 60s, 70s guys, that that, that I grew up listening to. And uh, Jennifer Eccles, was, and it was by the Hollies. Alan just sent me that text. Okay, so it was Jennifer Eccles, and it was the Hollies. And Graham Nash was with the Hollies. And Graham Nash was with another band back in the 60s uh, in England. You know, they, In fact, you know what? I was reading, and I'm trying to think which band it was. And we got one of their songs. And it was uh, kind of an obscure band. Wait a minute. It was called... Wait a minute, do we have the band up there, Pretty Things? Uh, there's a song on that list that's pretty... And there was this band called The Pretty Things, which is kind of a... Silly name, but a lot of those guys went to like you hear me talk about the Art Center yeah, College. Yeah, Pretty Things Design is what you have on here. Okay, the the Art Center College Design out in California. Okay, everybody knows about that one. That's where all the car guys are. Well, they have something very similar, the Art College of whatever, in England, and uh, there was a number of people that were 
at that university or at that college that formed these bands. One of them was the Pretty Things, and one of the members of the bands, well, kind of like to sit in with them, of all people, was Keith Richard. So Keith Richard, you know, everybody thinks about, you know, that you think you're just a bunch of, you know, rock and roll, stoner, drunk, bums, and stuff like that. A lot of these guys were actually very well-educated people. And were, you know, they weren't just uh, some guy that just picked up an instrument and started playing it because they were totally passionate about it, which there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, they had other career intentions and they wound up doing what they were doing, you know. So anyway, go ahead and pl- play that. Uh, how much time we got? Yeah, we got a few minutes. Let's play uh, Orange Bicycle. Yeah, Orange Bicycle, Last Cloud Home. Last Cloud Home. Okay, you're tuning into Nostalgia Radio Cars. Here's some more psychedelic music out of the 60s, man. Man. Tune into Nostalgic Radio Cars. Let's play that one. Uh, what do we got? The Pretty Things. And uh, that's kind of an interesting song. What's it called? Yeah, hang on. I gotta see, you gotta give me a second to get right, which one do you up have here. up there? Which one do you have queued up right, right now? Right now, the letter Soul Searchers. All right, let's play that one. Now, that's an interesting band. And they were an American band. And I think that they were out of the also out of the LA area. They are. And uh, so we're gonna play their song real quick. And let's just. just Turn the turn it up. Who said that? Somebody. Please forgive me, baby. Make your eyes shine. Okay, we're back. Now, that was a pretty cool song. I'm actually going to have to read up and see exactly. I, I know I looked that up, and I can't remember the notes. But here's a band that we're going to play. Now, this band is called 13th, Elevator, 13th Floor Elevator. Is that this one right now? Yeah, 13th Floor Elevator. You're going to miss me. Okay, you're going to miss me. Now, this this is actually a Texas band that started out with three guys. And guess who wound up playing with them later? And they had some really cool hits. None other than Billy Gibbons of ZZ Top. Wow. So let's, let's, uh, let's fire this one up because it's a pretty good song. All it's right, called let's do You it. Miss Me, right? Right, you're gonna miss me. Thirteen floor elevators. Thirteen floor elevators. Thirteen floor. Thirteen.
we're back and you tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, the psychedelic music edition. And this is what happens every Tuesday night. You have to tune into the show. Why? Because you never know what you're going to get. That's true. I, this was like a, a total uh, fly by the seat of my pants. I'm notorious for that. But I thought, you know, this would be kind of diff- something different. It's in tune with, uh, it's keeping with tradition and the theme of Rocktober. Hopefully next week we'll have our guest on and uh, we'll have a few more guys on. Now there's a number of events coming up. Let's see, this weekend is, uh, oh, obviously the Clearwater Jazz Festival. And then next week, next Tuesday night, if you guys are bored out of your mind, I'll be working at the uh, Porsche of Clearwater with my friends at uh, Fast Lane Travel. We'll be doing a... Uh, a um, it's kind of like a, a gathering, and we're we'll going to do a, a promotional thing there along with another uh, a couple of other vendors. And then also next weekend is the um, Moonshine Festival in Georgia, up in Dawsonville, Georgia. And then Ooh. the week after that, we've got uh, SEMA first weekend, and then a couple weeks after that, we got the National Muscle Car Museum or National Muscle Car and Corvette show up in Rosemont, Illinois. Then December 3rd, we've got the Windermere Concourse. A big shout out to those guys. They're actually putting together one over there in Windermere. That should be pretty interesting. And then the week after that, we got the Palm Beach Concourse. So that's pretty much it. Anyway, in the meantime, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning into Nostalgic Radio Cars. Don't forget to check us out here every Tuesday between 7 and 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network for the most fascinating and legendary names in music and motorsports. And uh, I want to thank uh, my good buddy there, Matt. You did a great job tonight. Uh, thank you, sir. We enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. Maybe with a little bit of luck, we'll get D. Snyder on. Fingers That's our crossed. goal. That's our goal. we got to get D. Snyder on because he'd be you know, a little twisted sister. And uh, anyway, hey, uh, I want to see all you guys some of the car shows. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family.